This episode is made possible by the Community Radio Fund of Canada's Radio Meters program. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Real World on CITR. Um, we'd like to begin by acknowledging that we are recording this episode on the tra- traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Musqueam people. Um, today, Will and I are joined by Arkin and Luke from First Floor Collective. Thanks for joining us, guys. Sweet. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, excited to be here. Um, so before we start, I guess we're just going to... Arkin and uh, Luke have just released a new project that they'd like to plug, so we're going to start with that, and then we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, check ahead. out the Moon Music video by Maya. It's on First Floor Collective YouTube channel. Yeah, check it out on YouTube. Um, you can find them on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Luke and Arkin are both um, filmmakers. Uh, they obviously part of First Floor Collective. They, they do music videos, short films advertisements all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um so we're basically just going to talk about um their journey as filmmakers and kind of the uh environment in which we're all making films in vancouver here so Mm -hmm. um so yeah like i guess we'll start with like how did you guys get started um even before first floor collective like how did you get started as filmmakers what kind of got you into this whole thing yeah well i feel like your history with film definitely goes a lot further back than mine um yeah, maybe, I guess. Uh, well, just goes back to, I guess, middle school in that way that, like, you know, we just got a group of friends got together and they were like, hey, let's, let's kind of make movies and let's make dumb action films. And to this day, I stand by them. They're hilariously cringe, but they're amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I really wanted to be an actor for the longest time. So all of my, like, time went into being an actor and, like, going into theater training and a lot of things like that. But then one time we were on a film set and Keegan was essentially playing the character and he was like okay I need you to direct and I was like I don't know how to he was like just do it and I was like okay fine um and then after that I was like yeah no <laughs> fuck being in front of the camera this is wait holy shit yeah you, yeah, okay, you can so, <laughs> I to clarify that so so yeah and then it was like this is this is sick and then after that the whole challenge was yeah let's make something of my own and let's just try and learn as much as we can and I don't know dreams are big I guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And then coming to uni and, I mean, meeting him was super pivotal because, like, we literally were, like, (laughs) next door. Like, he's the first person I met on campus after we moved in. And then for the first term, we were pretty much just friends. We never really put two into, because he's a musician. Um, And then in term two, we were like, hey, we could could probably make a music video or something. And and that's where it all kind of sparked. Right, right, right. And then right after that came out, COVID hit. Yeah, (laughs) literally as it happened. (laughs) Probably like a week after Mm -hmm. I think it released. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did you guys do First Floor Collective for that? Was that your first thing as First Floor? Yeah, that was the first thing we did. Okay. And then it was kind of like a weird, like, period of just like, like, because at that point, like, First Floor Collective was like, all right, this is what it's going to be. But the first music video wasn't even, like, posted on our YouTube channel because we didn't have, like, an Instagram or YouTube. And then. Like, COVID and everything, like, everyone went home, except for this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this here. One of the only 200 people on campus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, from there, as soon as, like, we all got back in, like, August, we, like, started planning on, like, the Still Care music video. Yeah. And then just got right into it, and as soon as that came out, then we started working on Forevermore, which is the next music video. That came out, and then Overcast, which and then, was And then, yeah, we just haven't stopped. Yeah. Done. yeah. That's just cool. Just yeah. Dropping. Um, can you remember like what your first arc can you remember what your first short film was? Like, you know what it was? Yeah, it was called, um, the one liner and it was essentially the premise of this high school kid who's an action movie star 
and he'd like we'd do like all the cliches of like running around and shooting yeah. them and like you know oh this is you know firearm sessions and stuff like that and he'd have catchphrases and his whole thing was that every line that he would give was a one-liner of sorts oh, okay. and yeah. he'd give like impressions of arnold schwarzenegger and sylvester <laughs> Stallone, and you know he was a great guy um but yeah it's kind of on that moment of like it's so cringe it just passes that threshold where you're kind of like yeah. okay i see what they're yeah. doing yeah and it's pretty good <laughs> yeah. now watching it you're like oh shit like, <laughs> it's i'll send it to you guys okay yeah, yeah, yeah i want to watch it yeah. check it out um, what about so Luke? How did you? You're a musician, right? Yeah. Um. So was like film always something you wanted to do, or is it starting with music and then? Yeah, like honestly, like because music was always like the focus, like in high school and middle school, mm-hmm. and then once I got up here, even like all the first year, that was still the focus. And then it wasn't until we did the first music video, and it like, it was kind of crazy because it's like we you know planned it out, you know go through all the steps of it, and you kind of have this vision of how you want it to look. And oftentimes, I was kind of used to the experience, at least when I'd like film any like kind of random thing that it would never really turn out how I imagined it but that was like the first project yeah yeah um yeah once we did the first music video um then kind of the focus definitely shifted to not just music but film very much and mm-hmm. then since then that's kind of been the focus is kind of like having both of them I don't think I'll ever like stop doing music but right now like film for sure is kind of like the priority at the moment right um but I'm excited because we're kind of doing a bit of both with like music videos as well because that kind of incorporates it and so yeah it's been kind of nice to kind of I don't know, not be like stuck in any kind of one lane at all yeah so that's been good yeah. Th- that's uh, sweet um when you like when you started first floor was it a thing where it's like okay we're going to be a production company and we're going to make like all these different things or was it just we want to start making films like, like um, how did that how did that kind of well that was kind of the idea to like of like having it as like a collective is it's like very like non-restrictive as far as like what we make um so obviously like the focus is more so like short films but there's nothing that says like we have to keep doing that if we want to i think we i think we intentionally kept it pretty loose in that sense because we were the big the big founding reason like beyond just like wanting to make films was like we just didn't know other people who were doing the same thing here and it's Mm kind of really weird ubc is oddly like kind of almost isolated in that sense Mm -hmm. so we were just hoping that and you know now we actually have after putting a year's worth of work into it of like meeting all these other people who are invested in like doing similar kind of work so we kept it loose and we tried to do music videos because like it's fun it's accessible to everyone and it's a it's a easy way to begin like that disruption cycle um and then once we it really once we did overcast that's when like i think it clicked for both luke and me that like like we can do this again and again and we can do this well hopefully and like there's there's a rush to filmmaking which i like Mm -hmm. there's nothing else quite like it i think even at the smaller scales um so yeah after that point we're like yeah let's let's go hard and we had like one script we were really gunning for and then we met Vince that transformed into three scripts and <laughs> like be five yeah and so cut yeah down to three yeah. but I don't know I, this year's really kind of taught me that if you really want to like if, if you want to know if you want to do something if you want to figure it out just like do it yeah. for a little while it'll help so yeah. much kind of just like throw yourself into it and yeah. Yeah. see if it works I guess yeah. it's cool too because it's like out of any industry or like anything that I've ever done like I feel like like with film you have to meet new people and you have to keep meeting new people which Uh, is like the coolest thing because you always meet a bunch of really cool talented people who also like share like a passion and like interest and like that I feel like is really cool because even with like the pandemic happening I felt like we still were able to like meet people through like Mm -hmm. doing auditions and stuff and like obviously we're doing it in like a very safe way but like still like having that access to like seeing other people and like being able to go out and do certain shoots i feel like that was like really nice that otherwise like if we weren't doing film 
would have been non-existent. We almost benefited quite hugely from the fact that we were in the pandemic itself because no one else was doing anything. Yeah, we had a similar situation yeah. with Mullen House Pictures. Like, that pro- wouldn't be a thing right now if it wasn't for the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as much as, obviously, that's, like, there's negative aspects, but really for our filmmaking as well, it, like, took, like, huge leaps and bounds because we just had more time and, and we had to, like, refocus on, like, what our, what it is that we actually want to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise, I guess, for yeah. us. Yeah. So... And yeah, the filmmaking aspect is, I think, inherently collaborative. Um, mm-hmm. And like, you always want to be reaching out to new people and then trying to like broaden your horizons in terms of who you work with. So yeah, that's a, a, an important point about filmmaking, I think, which is really awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really rewarding working with, with new people all the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah um, and I kind of agree, it's like kind of built into ha- kind of having to meet new people. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's like super exciting to, to kind of like branch out um, and meet other people that are working on the same kind of things that you want to work work on or yeah. kind of like there's like overlap but they have their own thing and you have your own thing yeah. that's really cool well it's cool too because also I feel like um, just going back to like meeting new people I feel like a lot of people when they leave college there's they lose like a social structure and it's very hard for them to find that again mm-hmm. and one of the kind of like reassuring things with film is like well we're gonna just like have to keep working with people and working with our friends and like doing that so we're always gonna be mm-hmm. seeing each other and like doing meetings and stuff and I feel like that's like a very like I don't know, comforting feeling, you know, like yeah. no matter what happens in the future, you know, like that itself is like really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's that's for sure. that's that's a good point actually. Um, so Overcast was your first film. Um, yeah. How did how did like so why why was Overcast your first film? Um, and how did it like come come to be like so like how did it become the first film that you guys made basically? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know, like, we'd spent, until that point, we'd only done music videos, but I knew, like, like we all kind of knew, like, especially after Forevermore, we were like, the next project has to be, like, a short film, partially mm-hmm. because it's, like, we didn't want to get, like, just locked into, like, oh, yeah, we don't want to just make be known music, for music videos. videos, yeah, and that was, like, a big, like, motivator, but also, like, we already were, like, interested in going in that direction, and so it just yeah. felt, like, the right moment to do it. And um, then, so the guy who made the one-liner scripts <laughs> yeah. way back in the day, his name's Keegan, um... He was like, we, we kind of like stayed friends thanks to filmmaking throughout the duration of school. He even moved away to different countries and stuff, so it was tough, but yeah. here we were. And then I was like, hey, yeah, we're looking for a script. And he was just like, hold the phone. And then he came back <laughs> like uh, two weeks later, and I wasn't expecting anything, and he just and he presented the script. Back then it was called Mutual Understanding, which oh, like yeah. we hate that name <laughs> now. But, um, yeah. but I, I was just like, this is like, it, this is a really cool script like I really love what's happening here and then I sent it to Luke and Luke was like oh this is the best thing you've ever written Ark and I was like I didn't write it <laughs> um, but uh, but I think if I can sum up my love for Overcast it sums up what First Floor wants to do very well in a film mm-hmm. to come in and just like subvert your expectations and just leave you f- like feeling a kind of way after every project you mm-hmm. know like in like the most unsuspecting way and that's also kind of, like yeah. come in and say something not just yeah, like say, subvert yeah. for no reason you know what absolutely I mean? like, like, out of like actually having like a purpose and message that we wanted to like you know carry yeah yeah for sure um yeah i mean i like the overcast i think it's pretty cool like especially like the visual i mean we talked about we've already told you guys the visuals of overcast mm-hmm. is like really interesting yeah that's i think one thing that first floor is like well among multiple things first floor is like really good at like uh it's building its aesthetic mm-hmm. um both like in its branding but also like in the in the productions that you guys shoot like it, you have a very like maybe not like a 
there's different distinct styles that are going on in all your projects. They're mm. all unique, but they projects do have a distinct style. Um, and that's something that's like quite remarkable for, I mean, we're all beginners, but being able to have such like a strong voice in terms of a visual style in all of your projects is like really quite commendable. And it's, it's really interesting to see. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's Definitely a lot of work really cool. to bring that to life. Yeah. So, so, so do either of you guys, so do either of you guys write your stuff or, or how does that work? I don't write. I, I mean, I know with the music videos, it's more a bit simpler just cause it's like not really like a scripted story necessarily. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes there's exceptions for that, but, um, he's a in, writer in the writer's room, but he's not a writer on the, with the pen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, fuck he's not, yeah. <laughs> he's, I'm not taking that shit. He's, he's, he's an ideas guy. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, yeah. um, Luke's definitely our litmus test. So like yeah. a lot of the times, so we have two writers, Joshua Gravenstein and Keegan Tan, and both of them, um, usually like we're throwing ideas at them quite a lot and we're just like, okay, whip this up. Yo. And they, they like write crazy fast. So they're back to us within like three, four days yeah. with like Yo. scripts, which are like manageable. And from there, Luke and I really try and develop it as much as we can. Yeah. Especially Josh. He was the one yeah. who wrote Savagery. Savagery. He, that like, first oh draft was like the yeah. next night or like by yeah. the morning, there'll be something completely new. You're like, oh, yeah. Fuck. So <laughs> that's interesting for Savagery. Was that, it was one of your guys' ideas that you gave to him and then he went and wrote it or was that his idea? Oh, um, I basically just told him, I want to start the film with an axe murder. Okay. Take it from there wherever you want. Yeah. Right. To which, like, the ver first version of Savagery was like a couple, like that was that was placed a little bit later, and like the story structure was kind of there. Yeah. Um, but really, it was the themes that Josh was presenting in the story that was like immaculate. Like that was I loved that whole idea. Yeah. And then, so what we did was like, no, it has to start with the axe chop. And then from there, we restructured the script and yeah. we worked on it together and it kind of came out to be the way it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah. That was um, one of the projects that like visually, like we were like, oh yeah, this will be sick. But it wasn't until like we actually like started like it. doing the lighting tests for it that we were like, oh, this will be sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a similar thing with our, our first short film with Night Swimming. Like we didn't know how we were going to do like the green light mm -hmm. from the alien ship. Yeah. Um, and then like we did the visual test and I'm like, wow, this actually is like pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the exciting part. Yeah. Like, that scene is really fucking yeah, sick. I have to like, say the scene, like the VFX you guys yeah. did there. Yeah. Thank it's, you. It yeah. definitely sticks in your mind quite a lot. Like I was, I was telling Luke about this earlier too. It was like a film asks for your time and asks for you to remember it. Yeah. That's a lot easier to do when you have an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. But on a short film, the scale is so small. So like that challenge is even greater. But yeah. I distinctly remember the end of Night Swimming. Even like the way you guys faked them like going yeah. on and everything. Like it's, it's great. Yeah. yeah, especially in a short film, like you normally do not see like that. Yeah. So you're just well, like, we were Whoa. we were really fortunate to, to work with a, a really talented VFX artist. Mm -hmm. like, we had that image in our head um, when, when, it, when we wrote it. But like we didn't know if it was actually going to get there. Yeah. So like we had planned like, oh, we have like a couple of alternate like shots to end on that like mm -hmm. wouldn't have been anywhere near as like awesome as like the last shot was for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Isaiah Walker, he's probably not listening, but shout out. He's, <laughs> he's, he's really awesome. And, and we worked with him on, on Howl in the Night as well. And, mm -hmm. and if we, whenever we need a VFX shot, if he's not, Hammered swamped. down, swamped with work, then he'll help us out, which is really cool. You guys end on the wide, right, with the spaceship? And <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, no. That whole sequence smart, we're like yeah. pretty proud of, though. It's yeah, yeah. Um, that for like a first film, it was pretty ambitious. Yeah, um, yeah, but it was like really fun to kind of like challenge ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, nice. That's really cool. Yeah, it, it didn't go without like it's uh, like there was a couple dramatic moments on set. Like we had <laughs> leaf blowers going to like for their hair. Mm -hmm. and so then, hold on, I should just say for anyone yeah. listening that has not obviously you probably haven't seen our short film. It's called Night Swimming. It's about two guys getting abducted by an alien. 
Um, so our final sequence is them getting abducted by an alien. And so, yeah, we had... On leaf, set, we had leaf blowers had leaf to, source. like, make their hair look like they're getting sucked up by the wind. Yeah. And they just died. And we were, like... In for the like middle of... One minute, yeah. it was in the middle of the night because we were shooting at night. We were, like... We, everyone stopped and we are like, what are we going to do? This is... And then, like, I don't know. We just kicked into gear. Like, we sent one of our PAs to go drive to someone else, someone else's house on the crew mm-hmm. and check and see if they had batteries because they said they might have leaf blowers and... And we like pivoted quickly and started filming something else, and then he came back. And what's and interesting actually is that we got like clean, clean plates um, without the leaf blowers, just because like, well, we can get audio here, because um, obviously you can't use the audio when oh, the leaf blowers are going. Yum. And what happened was, um, we in the edit we realized we missed one of the shots with the leaf blowers. Like we didn't have leaf blowers on, we just had the clean plate yeah. with the audio. Oh, I and see. we had to like, we had to go in there and like reframe the shot, and because obviously like because the camera was just barely on, like just to. Mm-hmm. We weren't. We didn't plan on using that shot. Yeah. Um. We were just gonna use it as like a reference for the for the slate. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the camera was like off to the side. It wasn't even looking at him. And I. You can probably tell there's one shot where there's no leaf blower going. Yeah. Um, it's hard to look at. It's hard to look at for us. <laughs> but um. We I had to like. There's had, those shots where you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. I just wish you could get it back. Yeah. 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 We kind of. Um. That was fun though, and like I think, to your, to your point about like making the audience feel something with the, with the film, like in that one specifically, our our um. Like our idea was to kind of, like when you say you want to subvert uh, expectations with your films, um, we were like subverting expectations. Like our goal was like to make just a, a story so straight that it's like you're expecting a, a twist and there's, there's never actually a twist. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and so and it just kind of turns into melodrama at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of like what we wanted to do. And so like, but I think you're right with a short film. It's 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 like you kind of have to make a decision like that. Um, to, to justify it be even existing. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point in, in doing it, I think. So that's like, a, I think that's a good approach when you're making a short film. Yeah, I mean, I bet you everyone on the team hates me sometimes because they'll present an idea and I'm like, it's, just, it's not practical. But like, mm-hmm. to some extent, I don't mind being like the guy who says no sometimes. Yeah, what's fair? Like, if someone has a script where it's like, oh, okay, we're going to have this huge like shootout sequence and then yeah. they have to blow up this building and then there's a car chase. It's like, <laughs> dog, like, that's yeah. like a five minute sequence and that would take so much money and time to do. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's... I also think like, the place where you subvert expectations is more important than like what you subvert like every single person is so inundated with just seeing average like stock scenes of shot reverse shot because at the end of the day a film needs to have two people talking right without it doesn't work so in that sense like if you spend more time um essentially like crafting that moment to be more intentional rather than as stock and like subverting the way the camera works with how the actors are performing that creates a really fun experience for anyone who's interested especially if there's a clear point a to point b yeah Yeah. no that's that's a good point yeah um so i think what we'll do is we'll take a quick break here we'll play some music because we're on the radio and then we will come back and uh we'll continue talking about first floor collective you want 
is the hallucination with their new record one more saturday night featuring Javier mighty tanya tagak and more out now of Vancouver's opioid crisis, CITR would like to take a moment to share some harm reduction strategies. Try not to do drugs alone. When going out, let friends know what drugs you're taking and make sure someone has an unlocked kit. If you're able to, get your drugs tested before taking them. Avoid mixing opioids with alcohol or stimulants. Remember that opioids can include painkillers prescribed by a doctor, and it's possible for any drugs to be contaminated with opioids. Learn the signs of opioid overdose, which include, but are not limited to, unresponsiveness or unconsciousness, inability to speak, breathing that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, heartbeat that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, skin tone that has turned blue or gray, choking or gurgling sounds. If you think someone is overdosing, call 911 immediately. Start rescue breathing and administer naloxone if you have it. You cannot get in trouble for being on drugs, so always call 911 in an emergency. For more information about naloxone kits and training, visit TowardTheHeart.com. Thank you and stay safe. Okay, so welcome back to uh, The Real World on CITR. We're joined by Luke and Arkin from First Floor Collective. 
Um, so we've been talking a bit about what you guys have done, um, but what are you kind of like, are you working on anything right now and, and what are your goals with, with the, the collective? Yeah. Um, well, right now we're currently in post-production for two short films that we shot over the summer. Um, we actually shot them before Savagery, but right now we're getting those finished up and then our goal is to get those out before Christmas break. Um, and then once we have that, we kind of have like a clean slate of being able to just like work on completely fresh material. Mm-hmm. I know we have uh, several ideas for like short films and like future projects that we want to shoot. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're developed enough to like speak on it right now, but yeah. there's definitely stuff in the works, um, which I'm excited about because that'll be really nice once we have these like released that we can then just completely dive into and focus on. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's side of first floor that we are, I mean, we enjoy it because like with like adverts and like product videos, it's kind of simple because like at least the focus of whatever the story is, is already yeah. just laid bare. So like that's been really fun. We have like yeah. a video we're going to be producing for the Love and Public podcast that's being run. So like they have merch that's dropping and that's going to be, that should be really exciting to yeah. put together. But, you know, I never really expected us to be doing like fashion ads and like music videos yeah. all the time but like it it creates a really fun balance because short films get exhausting sometimes yeah, yeah. yeah. they definitely drain a yeah. part of you and it is nice being able to have projects that are like small and concise yeah. that like you can do finish and then release and you still kind of have that like ah oh, shit like we got mm-hmm. another one done you know yeah but, like yeah. it's not like you, I feel like it's short enough that you it's like easy to stay in that first like honeymoon phase with it you know what I mean like, yeah naturally with you know short films you still got to find that love again for it you know but yeah. it is nice to you know be within that week or two of you know entire cycle of you know beginning to end are yeah you, are you guys able to re-watch your short film like how how long do you have to wait before you can watch it again after release um, um I think we watch it right on release. We we watch it once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. fair. That's and fair. then and then probably have to sit sit away from it for a while, mm-hmm. for like maybe three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't. You watch it so much during the edit, and like obviously when you put the first rough cut together, you hate it. And Liam particularly is like. I was gonna say like my process for watching our stuff starts from the day we start editing it. And yeah. With like without fail, and like this time I was normally I'm like very happy after we finish shooting, mm-hmm. and then we start editing it. And I'm like, oh, this is this is good, and then all of a sudden, you get to a point where it's like, oh, all these things are falling into place, and I don't like it, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's like really upsetting. Um, and so, at some point, I guess in, in our last couple of films, especially in our most recent film, um, I was I was like very unhappy with it, and I kind of just like went, I just one night like it was it was we were planning to submit to a festival that was whatever on a Friday and it was on like a Wednesday night I was like we had picture lock we had audio everything was like basically done and I was just so unhappy with it um that I like cut it up completely like mm-hmm. after all this work had been done I cut it up I I, I was telling them I, I took it from like 20 minutes down to 12 yeah, yeah. and yeah. um and so yeah that was like really stressful because then we had to go back and do all the audio again and mm-hmm. do all the all this stuff different stuff that should be finalized before you start changing the picture yeah. <laughs> um but like I don't know, I feel like that's an, that's like you have to be willing to do that. I think yeah. if there's like a there's like a thing telling you like this is not good. Yeah, you, you have to fall listen in the to comforts it. Comforts of not disturbing the set. Yeah, projects. exactly. Yeah. Like I feel like you have to really like if there's a, a nagging thing that's telling you this has to be fixed, you have to kind of just follow through on it and fix it. Yeah. I recut the whole film and it was like stressful. We ended up 
we haven't actually told this person yet. We we but we cut something out of the film, um, so that's like the we have not done that yet, and I'm kind of like scared of doing that. They'll, they'll find out on air. <laughs> I know. Um, so like not looking forward to that. Um, but I was like, yeah, I think it's important when you have that nagging thing to tell you like, oh, you need to change this, yeah. like to actually follow through on it. Um, but, but in terms of watching it, like, but that being said, like I uh, once. Once it gets to that point, and I kind of like settled with it, and I'm happy with it, because yeah. after I did all that, I was very happy with it. Yeah, I can watch it um, afterwards and not feel like that anxiety. I haven't, we haven't screened our films in a theater yet, um, so I don't know what that will be like. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we are, but we're, we're doing uh, a, just the, a plug. We're yeah, doing a, the, uh, film the film society is doing a screening on November. Is it November twenty seventh? I don't know the date. It's end of November. Um, I'll pull it up and we'll 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 plug it at the end of this episode. But um, we're doing a screening for uh, short films produced by the Film Sock, and Will and I made a film for the Film Sock last year. Um, so we'll be playing in the Norm Theater. Um, and as well, the Film Society is uh, taking um, submissions. submissions from students at UBC who have created films who want them Ooh. to be shown in a theater. So if so, you have a production ooh. company or, say, even a collective that has made some short films and you'd like to submit them, um, you can email us at radio at ubcfilmsociety.ca. Um, with, uh, there's, there'll be details on our social medias, so check that out if you have a short film and you're still listening. Um, yeah, but we're going to be showing short films. So, like, I think that's an important thing. Like, you guys should submit a short film that we can screen. Yeah, yeah no, um, that would be, super be cool. sick to see yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And just, like, you know, I'm sure you've watched it with audiences, like, smaller. smaller. Like, yeah. we've watched a couple of our films with, like, just, like, our roommates or whatever, or, like, yeah. a little, little bit of our cast. But I feel like it'll be a different um, experience when you're literally in a theater with presumably, like, 50 to 100 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be, like... Yeah, it'll the, be in, it'll be awesome. I think it'll be really cool. Because yeah. that's ultimately like, you want your films to be seen by people. Yeah, like the only time so. we've had our film seen, I, we we watched our film once with like lots of people at once in tandem. It was it was in a, um, we did the forty eight hour film festival, the Run and Gun Fest here in Vancouver, mm. and so we were it was playing live online, and there were I don't know maybe two hundred viewers online, um, cool. and that was like, um, I would say for that film specifically, we it was such a rush to get it done. Um, that I didn't really have time to like hate it, so I kind of just liked it the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like in that case, I was like happy to watch it with people. I was like, because I was really proud of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, like if if for, if we watched another one of our films with other people, I would feel I wouldn't feel good about it. But in that case, I actually felt happy with it. Yeah. Um, so I, but yeah, I think it's I think it's it'd be great to have your film shown. Yeah, in, that'd uh, be super cool. Absolutely. Yeah, in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, like invite as many people as you can to come watch it. Um, yeah. yeah. Ship the family over from India. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have yeah, we all up here. we're gonna have a red Locked carpet for the for the film stock productions, which is that's cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's kind of gonna be a big deal. Um, Will and I, our film is called Orchids, um, so yeah. come on, check that out. Do you guys know a filmmaker on YouTube called Austin McConnell? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. His first feature was called Sprouting Orchids. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. See the one that we watched the. Like the one video, like explaining like the process of it. Was oh like, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. word. Yeah, I think I've seen some of his YouTube videos. That was the first. Yeah. We, it was the first time we ever made a film that we didn't write. Um, oh, cool. Probably the only time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's really exciting, though. I feel yeah. like that's a really like cool place to be because you can like when you start when you start outsourcing all those little things. I feel like that's when the steps of yeah. Yeah, um, you're getting so up you, there for sure. So that's an interesting thing. Like, do you guys have a problem? I, I obviously you probably don't have a problem with like delegating tasks and and like. And almost kind of like giving up a bit of your creative control. Like, how do you feel about that? 
Are you good at that? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's definitely, like, being able to find the people that, first of all, like, have the trust in you to be able to either say, like, yes, this is good, or to still be like, no, this isn't going to work for it, and to still mm-hmm. be okay with that. Definitely, like, takes time, and I feel like we've gotten very lucky, like, with the people that we're working with right mm-hmm. now, but um, I feel like, I don't know, it really helps, especially when everyone is kind of on the same page of, like, what this project yeah. is and what the purpose of it is, because then I feel like everyone's, like, um, efforts always are kind of amounting towards that focus, so it's not yeah. like someone has a good idea that just doesn't have anything to do with what we're working on, so yeah. it definitely makes it a lot easier just making sure people are there from the beginning. Yeah. Um, we also definitely have like a trial and error prove ourselves type of process where like at the beginning we know it was a lot for asking people to trust us especially with like overcast we hadn't done a short film before and i was trying to explain the way it looked to everyone and everyone was kind of looking at me like what um (laughs) so there's a lot of belief placed there but the film came out it it did well and it's in that perspective and you know like it was the first one we got into imdb and that was a huge credit too because like all the people that worked on it, like a bunch of, like, it's been really fun creating IMDb pages for people, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah, like bringing fun. the credit to life. So yeah. Yeah. from there, yeah, it's been, it's been a really cool journey of then people trusting us and willing to place that trust in us so that yeah. when we give them a task, we're also super upfront that like, hey, when you're working with us as part of First Floor, I'm not your friend, I'm your colleague and yeah. there are expectations here. Mm-hmm. And if that's like too much and you know, you don't want to do that at this point in life, that's fine, but just let me know now. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah up yeah. front from, like, the get-go, even with, like, yeah. places where we have to film at, too, just yeah. being like, this is going to take four to five hours. Like, we have to have that amount of time, and if it doesn't work out, yeah. fine, but we have to have it. I feel like yeah. that, like, makes, like, things so much easier when people are, like, cool with that because then they're, like, yeah. oh, know what they're getting into at least. Yeah, yeah. we have a short yeah. film that's coming out hopefully in December called Incog, um, or Incognito, yeah. but... Like, the location for that was, like, a, like a friend of a friend's dad. And, you know, he was like, how long do you need? And, like, maybe the truth was we could have filmed it in, like, just a day. Mm-hmm. But we were, like, two and a half days flat. Like, yeah. that is what we need. Like, yeah, like a day to location. Yeah, we need, uh, and we need yeah. to be able to come early as well. If you're not okay with that, then that's cool. We'll move on. But then, you know, I think it was because we were as upfront. We, like, gave him, like, specific times and, like, yeah. we can check yeah. in and everything. He was like, yeah, you know, you guys can have it. And that was a real blessing for us because, yeah. like, that location really Big helped sell. Yeah, really sell <laughs> yeah. the idea of the film as well. Yeah, so we, yeah. we have an interesting first location uh, story also. We like night swimming is like pretty good location in my mm-hmm. opinion. I think it's it, it's like this overlook over this farmland, mm-hmm. um, and we actually had to like we were looking around on Google Maps and we found it and then we just went over to it and it looked like an abandoned property but we found out it was someone owned it mm-hmm. and we had to like we like knocked on the neighbor's door and there was just like. There was this like well we didn't really knock on the door they had like a super long driveway because and yeah. up to the house and they had like a buzzer by their gate it was just like <laughs> and it was this like psycho moment where you see the little shadow in the window move and then and it was this was at night too and it was like oh this is weird. and we had just been fresh off of uh trespassing on that trying to check it out so um, but ultimately like we got yeah we got the location and um yeah the the punnets they were awesome they yeah. let us mm-hmm. use it um but yeah like the location stuff that's really important and i think you're right about the communication like same with us we communicated with them exactly what we needed um yeah it's i think that's like valuable but um and then to bring it back i guess to like working with collaborators like you guys both talked about trust and i think that's like a huge thing it's just finding people that you can trust Mm -hmm. and that you like share uh similar sensibilities with so that like sometimes you you might not see it like 
when it's like first being pitched to you, but like having that like little bit of trust and having like being able to follow through on something like that, mm. I think is like really important. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you guys had Juan on the show, and he's mm-hmm. working with us now, and like, you know, he's got such an amazing amount of energy, and he just wants to like put it all out there, and yeah. like, you know, yeah. like he wants to grow as an artist and everything, and it's been really exciting to work with him and see that energy because like he definitely like that's kind of what i mean where he kind of like came to us with that level of trust of like hey yeah he got he yeah. trusts you guys for sure like i'm ready yeah. to do whatever the fuck and we were like i'll take that i'll take the guy who's willing to do whatever the fuck to be a part of the process than someone yeah. who's just like oh maybe i like sound maybe i like that because yeah, like yeah it's, yeah just yeah yeah, that's, <laughs> no, that's, good. that's good. Yeah, Juan. it's like I feel like the more open like we all are about like our philosophies on like mm-hmm. how things should be. I feel like the more like we have to work off of or like are able to communicate about like oh, okay, like this is where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes it a lot easier for sure. So with um, so you got two films coming out, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you like give us any idea of like what we're, what is coming down the pipe? Like what are they going to be like, or is that t- still totally? Uh, Nah. No, you can't do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it hidden. Yeah. <laughs> are they? Yeah. Can I ask? Are they like? Are they like genre films? Kind of like you've been doing. Um, I'd say one of them is. Yeah. One of them yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, they're definitely. I definitely think that they're fun and like they're they're very first floor stories in the sense that like they're kind of off kilter and like special circumstances types. Yeah. Um, right. but nonetheless, like we, you're, like as a philosophy, we kind of believe that like. You know, there's there's so much to do out there. There's so many different types of stories we can tell if, if we have only like five to ten minutes to do it, and we should kind of take yeah. that and get as much of a wide scope as possible. Yeah. And we've embraced that as much as we can. And yeah, like actually to tie this back to locations once more, I think a big part of our belief is like make sure that people feel the movie is like a movie, right? And if mm-hmm. you can see very clearly, oh, they're on UBC campus or they're on just like their mom's garage. Then it's very yeah. that immersion is just lost. Just, yeah, yeah, the they don't they actually, don't care yeah. anymore. So yeah. then, yeah, like for us, a big challenge has been like make sure that every location is like super believable. And like it was really gratifying with Savagery when people were like, "Oh, you guys went up north to film that." And we were like, "Yeah, totally. We went, <laughs> we went up north to film that." Yeah. <laughs> um, and even with the other projects that are coming out, like that's kind of what I meant with the location. Like mm-hmm. that that effect, that immersion, that's so necessary, especially with the short. But yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it's interesting that you guys are releasing these just you're releasing them on YouTube. Is that how it's going to work? Yep. And so like how, how is your approach kind of to get get into like the film industry here in Vancouver and like how, how you can kind of move up in mm-hmm. this in this weird uh, industry? Um, like are you guys you choosing not to submit to festivals or anything? Oh, uh, no, we, we actually are doing the opposite. Like I think now, but I think the focus more so is actually local festivals because right. like Obviously, there's, like, you know, like, TIFF and, like, other festivals that are elsewhere, but as far as, like, smaller ones, like, unless it's, like, local, it's kind of, like, a, like, complete It's a waste of time. It's, like, like, who's going to see this? Yeah. But, like, at least in Vancouver, I feel like if it gets in and then people can see it screening, like, first of all, you'll meet a bunch of people who don't live in Austin, Texas. You meet a bunch of people who live in Vancouver and are, like, working on film in Vancouver, and I feel like that, the value to that is, like, really good, but... I know, like, YouTube for, like, the time being. I mean, I feel like YouTube's always going to be, like, an outlet that we'll want to post stuff on. But I know, like, going towards, like, you know, bigger projects, you know, once you get to, like, an hour 30, you know, like, nobody watches an hour 30 video on YouTube. So, like... I mean, the other thing also is just, like, like, I was at a filmmaker's, like, kind of like a director's meet and greet for, like, one of the film festivals we we got into. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and like I was talking to all of them and I asked them like is there any way to see your film and they were all like oh no it's like all tied up at different premieres that. right yeah and and then they were like oh like can we see yours I was like yeah but it's on YouTube and they were all like oh we can see the film and it's yeah. kind of <laughs> like in my head I was just this film's viewable yeah it's like, like what um <laughs> And so in my head, I was just like, that's so important that everything we do, especially at this point, I want anyone and everyone to be able to see it. No yeah, problem. Yeah. And if it's on YouTube, then that like sense of ease of like, oh yeah, I can just check share out their it. shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or yeah, if we're lucky, they share it too. <laughs> no, but like you can share it with people. Like it's oh, yeah, like you can absolutely. say like, oh, I make films here. You can watch them instead of I make yeah. films. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I make films. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I, somewhere in the back of my. You won't be able to find it unless you yeah. go to any like random festivals. Yeah, you got to go down to like New Glasgow or something, to, <laughs> yeah. or go to the Ukraine where we got a laurel. Yeah. Um. So that's that. I mean, that, Will and I have had the same thing with the festivals. Like, we've submitted to festivals and like these weird ones that you can get into mm-hmm. are for us like mostly a waste, complete waste of time, mm-hmm. unless you're trying to get a laurel for your thumbnail on youtube um yeah. so I'm, I'm guessing have you guys did you, i guess you guys might have submitted to vancouver short film festival uh yeah we submitted one to them and we submitted to like the uh, international south asian film festival mm-hmm. and we submitted the whistler film festival as well oh, okay yeah. Yeah. We, we missed the whistler deadline unfortunately we barely <laughs> yeah like, we barely we're, yeah we're finishing up like, it wasn't even like the final cut to savage yeah like but we were just like yeah. fuck it like Let's just get it in. We yeah. s- we submitted we we f- submitted our film to Vancouver Short Film Festival and it was uploading. It, I think it got in at like eleven thirty. Oh my god! It was yeah. due at eleven fifty nine. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the one that I recut. Yeah. Um, yeah. So see, yeah, yeah, that was that was a bit of a nightmare. But I'm sure that yeah, the last couple of days were a bit of a grind. It was it was that. not even the last couple of days. It was the last day and a half. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because yeah. we were like, oh, we're done. We're fine. This is and yeah. I, but I had that thing telling me like, yeah. Yeah, we're not done. Um, yeah. I do have to say to your point about like the Vancouver film industry, it feels like it feels like a paradox because mm-hmm. you live in Vancouver and you can see the film industry. So you're like, it's right there. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like they're filming everything yeah. here. It's North Hollywood. But yeah. there's this invisible dome and you yeah. don't really see it. And everyone right? inside the dome has Ari's right. film cameras <laughs> and they know exactly what they're doing. But like, uh, so you're trying to find this like access point into the dome and yeah. whether you're an actor, you know, all your access points are different. And then the dome's yeah. spinning. So, like, and then, you know, like, you just <laughs> yeah. don't know it's when true, to get yeah. in. And everyone's way to get inside yeah. is different. It's like, different. there's no set route. There's only just, like, consistencies, I guess. Yeah, that, you, you just yeah. have to, like... I read this book by Dan Mervish, The Independence Guide to okay. Filmmaking. And by the end, he was just like, you know, everyone's going to get in in a different way. It's your job to be, like, more than a filmmaker. You have to be a films maker. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's about a yeah. body of work. It's not yeah. about the one film. Yeah. And I was like that. That really stuck with me. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. No. Like, I, have you have you heard of have you heard Mark Duplass's like speech at South by Southwest? No. It's like the Calvary isn't coming. I think is what it's known for. Oh, um, basically, like the idea is you make a film, you think you've leveled up, and then you think the Calvary's coming, and no, the Calvary's not coming. Mm-hmm. And you got to make another one, and yeah. this time it's bigger, and you think this time it's gonna make it, and it's not gonna make it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, he's kind of like championed. I would say he's like the 2010s, like uh, indie indie film like champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think like now it's uh, like Jim Cummings. I don't know if you guys know Jim Cummings, but he's like, mm-hmm. um, he's he's like he's he's like taking like step like huge step huge step huge step. Mm-hmm. Um, and like his his he's gotten to the point where he's making feature length films now, and they're like he, his film just played at VIF, um, yeah. the beta test. Yeah. Um, but he started with just making like really basic short films. Uh, and he had like a thing. His thing was like, oh, just single take uh, short films. Yeah. Um, and they became his like his style. And he ended up getting to Sundance. And for him, it was getting to Sundance. And then 
he yeah. he actually his this is this is interesting because his way of financing his films, from my understanding, is he he sells them like an investment to the public, mm-hmm. um, and so instead of like crowdfunding just to make a film or like getting investment for return from like some rich guy he's like saying you can buy x percent of my film and get a return on that like it's almost like a stock mm-hmm. and that has helped him like his and at this point his his films are like guaranteed like return yeah um mm-hmm. so like he's his budgets are getting bigger and bigger and he's making yeah. more and more stuff because people he's, want to yeah. invest in it and they're making money That's um, cool. yeah it's kind of like integrating this like the fan experience of like oh i like jim cummings i want to support him it's mm-hmm. also like i can also make money off of him um yeah. and it's like that's i think that's like <laughs> kind of the direction like indie film is going if you want to stay if if like these yeah. bigger filmmakers are kind of staying out of the like studio system yeah um i don't know i just think like i think that's really interesting that people like that are figuring new ways to get in um but like you said like there's a different everyone's got to have a different direction yeah um not everyone can get into sundance that's interesting though yeah selling it to the crowd yeah yeah cool. and like i mean he's uh, amazingly talented like he, he his budgets aren't huge like he's no. not, he's he's crowdfunding and he gets like like the beta test just played, I think, um, what was the budget like eight hundred thousand dollars or something yeah, like that, and it, and it seemed like it was like a ten million dollar movie. Like, Damn. like he obviously has the talent where it's like, like yeah. he's he's made it because he has that talent. But like, yeah, the idea of like crowdsourcing your movies, um, yeah. it's like an interesting way to like subvert. It's like, a bit of a paradox because he's yeah. so he's so good now that it's like basically like it's a sure thing. He's a sure yeah. thing. Yeah. And to get to the point where you're a sure thing, you have to keep making stuff, and it's hard to keep making stuff yeah. without any yep. resources. Um, <laughs> That's true. But yeah, like I, I, if I would, I would recommend anyone that wants to get into film to check out his his like big flagship short film. It's called Thunder Road, mm-hmm. um, okay. and it's this one take thing. It's he 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 actually acts, stars he stars in, directs, writes, produces all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the beta test, he co-wrote, co-directed, co-starred in in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like that's it's, like a whole new breed of filmmakers. It, it totally is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. He he actually came up on Reddit. Um, he was like. I think it was like r slash screenwriting or something mm. where he kind of like got his huge like following online mm. um but yeah that's like you're right it's like a, it's a new breed of, of people who are like just doing everything yeah. yeah um i think that's really cool but burnham's a great example of that too yeah inside um, yeah i honestly think it's because like every single one of us in this room is like I don't know, we were too young to be, like, on the early days of YouTube, so we kind of mm. got to see how that went, r- rose and fell, yeah. and so we kind of know some of the mistakes that the first generation kind of made, yeah. so for us, we kind of know that we have to film and edit and write our own stuff, just because, like, it's easier to rely on ourselves, yeah. and then once you do it, in the back of your head, you know you can do it again. Yeah. yeah. So, like the more you yeah. do that and just understand all the steps yeah. of it, I feel like it just becomes that much easier, and then when eventually, hopefully, you have people doing the jobs yeah have an understanding and like a respect for what they're doing and mm-hmm. like and an ability to, and an ability to communicate with them absolutely like in, in yeah, a meaningful way the language of everything. yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i was it. thinking about this earlier but like i want to know more about like the makeup department and stuff like that because like crafting the image of your yeah. actor that's such a cool like <laughs> that was a huge experience. thing for our last film that we uh the, liam, the one that liam butchered uh in the last day before we submitted it to the <laughs> um it was our first time working with a, a makeup artist and it mm-hmm. was like it's like a huge jump. It's eye popping. In, in yeah, terms of like, it's, yeah. like yeah. the visual honestly, style, it's not it's not the camera, it's not the lighting, it's the fact that, that our actors have makeup on and, and it's honestly, like selling it was, something. And it's not even complicated makeup. It's there's there's actually no makeup, it's just we want is the idea of the film is a bit of a spoiler, but it's the hottest day of the year. Mm-hmm. And so they're just sweaty. Yeah. And like to actually see them sweating like that, um, it like sold the, the like the aesthetic and the it just yeah. sold it completely. Yeah. You believe it. Yeah. So cool. 
want to. Yeah, do you feel like like just as much as well, maybe not quite as much as like locations, but like props and like makeup. I feel like are so important as well. Yeah. And, like really believing that like that gun is like real. I don't think yeah. it's a prop at all yeah. for one second. Like, yeah, I'm terrified of. And it. if yeah. you know it's like a prop that like in good lighting people will be able to tell it's a prop then you have to like think about like yeah how do i hide this mask it in just the mm -hmm. enough ways and it's kind of crazy how many associations your audiences will make like the audience is kind of smart like they've watched a lot of films you can show them two images and there's a lot of like dots connecting yeah. that maybe you didn't even know yeah. they'd connect oh yeah they're, they'll do they're yeah. doing it yes for sure i mean there's like there's i mean obviously like genre like we're i think we're all genre filmmakers mm -hmm. so like that's that's definitely like a way to it's it's tricky because if you want to have a gun um the audience is gonna first like assessing your budget they can or they they're internally assessing your budget even, yeah. even if they don't know how yeah. films are made they're like okay this is cheaply made they see a gun they don't believe it yeah so mm -hmm. it's kind of that's tricky because you have to because you want to do the genre stuff but the genre stuff needs like these props or these, these mm -hmm. sets that yeah, you can't definitely. really can't really like do on your own at this point mm -hmm. um yeah. but it's like that's i think figuring stuff how to do this kind of thing will help later on when when you kind but of it, but also totally aids to the idea of aesthetic that mm -hmm. you guys were talking about earlier like sorry i keep bringing it back to savagery but yeah, um right. like i remember when we were talking about how much blood and like bruising needs to be on them i was like go hard like yeah. let's go all the way like have him like drenched like vince would be standing <laughs> in the middle of the road we'd be like chucking blood at him spraying him <laughs> with water so yeah Dude, i know it was, it was like, like corn syrup it was yeah. a gnarly experience but like you know, you look at them on screen and, like, there's dried blood. Like, there's, like, all these things that we could never have accounted for, but because we you well, take the time. That's interesting because, like, it's not real, but it's, like, that's, it's, like, camp. Yeah. I, f I, I, I feel, personally, I feel like camp is, like, really important, mm -hmm. um, especially at our level. Like, you kind of have to make it campy. It's hard to go for the super realistic aesthetic. You kind of have to embrace the camp. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. at our, like, at the stuff that we're doing. Um, but actually, like, a bit of a digression, Vince, mm -hmm. uh, he actually submitted a uh, audition for one of our films. Oh, nice! That after we had already like casted, it was like way later. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was, I was interested. I was like, oh, that's the guy that submitted um, an audition for our film. It was like really interesting to see him in yeah. Savagery. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's 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 it like working with him? Is he good? Yeah, he, yeah, he was good. It, it was yeah. really great working with him. I know, like until because at first, like the idea was like like he pitched like working like doing several short films together, and then. But for a bit, we hadn't seen anything that he'd, like, acted he'd done, in. Yeah. So there was kind of this period of, like, oh, man. like Hard to trust him? I, it, yeah. Well, yeah, just not, like, hard to trust, but there was, like, nothing to work off of in the sense that, like, okay, how is he going to, like, fit in as far as, yeah, like, acting? Because we've done yeah. the quality. Yeah, like, trust isn't exactly the right word because, like, we've yeah. done the quality out of him. So we yeah. know he was, like, a stand-up guy. Yeah. Like, he, he does his shit. But it was more just an element of, like, I don't want to work all the way with him only for him to, like, come on screen and it doesn't work and then it's like ah oh, yeah no when it. i like when i like like yeah. can you tr like trust that he can kind of deliver on what exactly. you're kind of like yeah. putting all that conversation into? be way too awkward yeah. you know what i mean but yeah. luckily like i feel like with the first like audition tape that he sent yeah we were like oh, okay this is like there's definitely stuff to work with here yeah this is really good and then once we started doing rehearsals and it yeah. just kept getting better and better i felt yeah. like and, and he's like he's a direct uh, he's a director nice <laughs> he's an actor who's uh very keen to take on like his own exploration but when he takes direction he also does it very well in terms of like he'll really think through what you said yeah. and then like ask the most important question next rather than just kind of like firing away like a bunch of unnecessary questions yeah the other thing was working with reese presley on that shoot yeah. um i mean you know when he applied he has like 45 
credits I for movies that. and stuff like like yeah. he's he's like seasoned in the industry like he's been yeah. doing doing this in a while so we were like okay yeah totally this guy's gonna show for the audition yeah. um <laughs> and then like he yeah, did like three or four people that just yeah they just didn't show up so like you know he did and he like treated it very respectfully and did a great job and like that was really cool i think to see as well because like we'd worked with a, we'd shot a film with vince just earlier and then we were moving into savagery and yeah the transition there was crazy because we we all like he was working with reese in that sense and like there was this reliance on each other because like the chemistry of the two of them was super important yeah because after the first four minutes they're just in a car for like two minutes just talking yeah you know? so <laughs> But yeah, no, that was it. Was really cool to work with those guys, and if you ever get the chance to work with them, it's yeah, it's always a pleasure. I think that point about Reese, um, the fact that he has like forty five credits and then he's working with you guys, it shows that like he's a hustler. Yeah, and, like that <laughs> actors who are hustlers are like the best actors to work oh, yeah. with. Oh yeah, because like, I think he just moved to Vancouver like what two months ago or something like that before we worked with him. So yeah. like, he was yeah. immediately just like trying to like get into like yeah, anything yeah. and like some cool. actors like feel like or I think this is actually the case with like any sort of role. Like some people think like they're like above a certain level and they can't like yeah. work down mm-hmm. or like there's this like weird power dynamic but like we have like an actor who we work with a lot Ian Kim and he's just like he hustles and like that's like he's he'll do he's, and he had, well we've earned his trust so like yeah. he'll, yeah. he'll he'll do, do anything that, that yeah. yeah he'll work with us no matter what but like the fact that like that's he's, also really special to get you know what I mean especially yeah. when they're a good yeah. actor it's like oh. yeah. yeah it's like we know we, we can always like be like yeah we, like we we have this role and he's yeah. gonna come and kill and his range is, is just incredible like yeah. he'll do whatever which if anything yeah. is great too because I feel like as long as you like believe that like you know your purpose is to make like good work I feel like people will be attracted to that mm-hmm. yeah like, who are much more like you know popular or bigger up and I feel like like I feel like Robert Pattinson as like an actor is a good example of like someone who really I feel like looks for work that is like interesting and good yeah, yeah he's made not his money yeah like, he's chilling now he he's did not the trying Twilight to make like, movies, shit yeah. lighthouse or anything like <laughs> but, he's just yeah. trying to do some cool shit and i feel yeah. like i don't know the more people that like i don't know we meet with that like you know focus i feel like it's just like that much better because it's not like they're here to make a paycheck or to yeah. like grow the career but to like make something that's like of substance and like yeah. it's like actually going to impact people and i feel like that i feel like the more people that are you know work together that have that focus just the better the work and yeah. the projects will be yeah yeah should totally. we cut to a music break yeah we're gonna quick? go to a quick break um and we'll come back and we'll we'll wrap, wrap up it up so so
sexual misconduct as a member of the Canadian Armed Forces or as an employee of the Department of National Defence and or staff of the non-public funds Canadian Forces may qualify for financial compensation and participate in a restorative engagement program. Claims for financial compensation and the restorative engagement program must be filed by November 24, 2021. File a claim. Participate in restorative engagement. Be heard. File a claim at caf-dndsexualmisconductclassaction.ca. The haunting debut album Black Moon by Civic TV provides a cinematic backdrop, a modern-day symphony of the dark and light that is our collective reality. Take a listen to Black Moon, now available via Flemish Eye Records and on all streaming platforms. Uh, Welcome back once again to The Real World on CITR. We're with uh, Luke and Arkin from First Floor, and we are just wrapping up our episode here. Um, So... Yeah, they're uh, First Floor Collective, so guys, go ahead and plug, like, where we can find your stuff. Um, we're on YouTube and Instagram as First Floor Collective. Check out our latest short film, Savagery. Um, you won't know what hit you. <laughs> yeah, as well as our music video for Moon, which is by Maya Wallace, or as she goes by, just Maya on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Sweet. Cool. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, no, yeah, thank, thank you guys, you guys for coming on. Or is great chatting hopefully we can do it again yeah, and hopefully we get it. to see your movie uh at the film sock uh screening yeah, yeah um so the screening uh the student film screening for with uh the film sock is going to be november 26th um go ahead and submit if you have a film that you'd like to submit go ahead and submit it uh to our email um you can find the details on our instagram or um, facebook or facebook um we look forward to seeing anything that we can get and i'm sure it'll be great so all right Thanks for listening, and uh, see you in two weeks.